What's up, everyone? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I'm Justin Michael. It is late night, Wednesday, June 9th. Uh, It's my birthday, actually. Thank you to everybody that wished me happy birthday online. Got some really nice messages from the CSU Rams community. Got a ton of love for my Ramley. Rough night, man. Rough night to be a Nuggets fan, though. Uh, Whew. It's, um discouraging when you're this far in the playoffs and you have back-to-back games where you basically don't even need to watch the fourth quarter i mean they rolled over and quit it was it was pretty it was pretty embarrassing honestly i mean the suns are a really good team don't get me wrong what they present defensively is it's a significant step up from what the blazers are running but man not the outcome i was looking for on my birthday, especially after the way the Avs lost the night before. Um, anyways, this is a podcast about CSU, so obviously we'll be talking CSU Rams. Eric Hamer is a legend, a Rams legend. Finished fifth at the Outdoor NCAA Track and Field Championships tonight. Going to talk all about it. I mean, this dude just continues to perform at the highest level. Really, really incredible season. When I go through some of these figures, you guys are just going to be amazed about how dominant he is. I mean, I know people don't focus on track the same way they do the team sports, but man, this dude is on another level, and he's probably on the Mount Rushmore of greatest modern athletes in Colorado State history. Before we dive into everything, got to shout out the partners over at Chevalier Mortgage, Guys, if you've ever gone through the process of trying to refinance before, it's normally so incredibly stressful. That's just because you have not worked with my friends, Mike and Virginia Chevalier. They are not just your typical mortgage company. Mike is a certified financial planner. He looks at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan, because guess what? Everyone's got great rates right now. You want to work with somebody that you can trust, and that is Mike and Virginia Chevalier. They will work tirelessly to make the effort as smooth and simple as possible for you. Normally, it's like getting a root canal. It's like a trip to Laramie in the snow. It's absolutely unbearable. Mike and Virginia, they're the best around. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com where you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. Most importantly, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. Again, dnvrmortgage.com. If you'd like to speak to somebody personally, you can always give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472, again, or you can always visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006, Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Cool, 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 cool. Like I said, it's it's been a pretty rough stretch of sports watching in the Mile High City, at least. You know, if you're a Nuggets fan, if you're an Avalanche fan, as I assume, you know, a lot of the listeners on this podcast are local based, so you're probably, you know, feeling the same type of pain that I am right now. But thankfully, we all have a savior, an Eric Hamer, somebody to rally behind, somebody to give us a little bit of inspiration, feel that hope, that joy. The taste of victory that everybody is so desperately craving. You know, this guy, he just continues to, I mean, really accomplish the the most remarkable things I've ever seen, at least from a track perspective. 
finished fifth in the 10,000 meters tonight at the 2021 Outdoor Track and Field Championships. Highest finish by a Ram since 1968, but he actually finished about two minutes faster than the person that finished higher than him in 68. So, I mean, it just shows you how dominant he was. I mean, he he uh, reestablished his own school record by like 24 seconds, which is just absurd. Um, got first team All-America honors with his top eight finish. And because of that, he's actually, you know, able to compete for a spot on the U.S. Olympic team because the U.S. Olympic trials standard is 28 minutes flat. He was significantly under that. So he'll get to basically try out for the U.S. national team at Hayward Field in a couple of weeks. I mean, that would be incredible. He, it's the second best placement ever by Ram in the 10,000 meters. Terry Harrison finished second in the event in 1968. But like I said, Hamer's time was two minutes faster. He's the first Ram to earn first team All-America accolades in the 10K since 2011. He's the fifth Ram overall in this event to earn the honors. So an incredible, incredible feat for Eric Hamer. Here is a quote on his performance from Hamer himself, courtesy of the press release, which was put together by Austin Hannon of CSU Athletics. That happened. That's just kind of the vibe. It was a great balance of speed and competition. I don't think I've ever run a race like that, which was that fast and that close together. The only tactics was covering that gap whenever that occurred and going full throttle. It was a lot of joy and realism of knowing this was exactly where I was supposed to be just going out there and doing my thing. With a mile to go, I was in it with some guys chasing me and a small gap ahead. I had to remind myself and trust myself, and I did everything I could to do it. Part of being an athlete is having a healthy sense of what you did and being content with your performance. And I really am, as it has been an amazing year, and I can say that I've gotten everything that I've ever wanted. Here is another quote on Hamer's performance from head distance coach Art Seamers. He followed the race plan exactly how it was laid out. His goal was to stay with the lead pack as long as he could and put himself in position to go for a high finish. He was in it all the way to the last kick. It was an unprecedented NCAA field as about 10 student athletes beat the previous national record. We knew for him to be a first team All-American, he would have to run his best race and he did, crushing his PR just like he did in the NCAA indoor. We couldn't be more proud of him. At this point, I'd say, you know, Hamer has certainly established himself on that Mount Rushmore of, you know, greatest athletes to come through Colorado State. You know, he's not going to have the same type of fanfare as, you know, a Shaquille Barrett, a a Garrett Grayson, you know, even a volleyball star or, you know, probably even like Elon Gustafsson on women's basketball or, you know, Gian Clavel, Emmanuel Magbo, some of these people that came through the men's basketball program. But I mean, if we're talking about just individual success this guy is in a very very rare company i mean he's just he's competed at the highest level his entire career and the cool thing is he has a chance to do it again friday he's competing in the 5k that is um it starts at 755 mountain time it's watchable on espn2 and here's what art seamers had to say on hamer and the short recovery time and what he needs to do for friday He's done this tough double at conference and at regionals, so he has experience with his recovery and preparation. Most of it at this point is mental, though. It is one more race in his collegiate career, and I know he wants to go out on a high note, 
racing like he has has been his whole career, which is a lot of gut and determination. Really, really looking forward to Friday and seeing if Hamer can get another top finish. It definitely wouldn't surprise me. The Rams have a couple of other people competing as well. Adam Dawson is competing in the discus final. That is Friday, June 11th. And Maria uh, Muzio, who I really hope I'm pronouncing her last name correctly, she competes in the discus final as well, and that is on Saturday, June 12th. So a lot of Rams to root for this weekend at the Outdoor Track Championships. Hamer already making Ram Nation proud. You know, I I clearly don't know as much about track and field and, and some of the Olympic sports as the team sports, and I never claim to be an expert, but I do try and highlight those guys and, and gals as much as I can just because, you know, they're, it's a really dominant program. And I mean, they're very, very successful year in, year out. They're a top 25 team. They're competing. They're winning championships. It's It's really quite impressive. And it's cool that they finally have you know, better facilities, finally got that better track after, you know, getting delayed for a couple of years. It's it's good to see those programs getting the type of, you know, just infrastructure that they deserve. And hopefully, you know, they get that women's facility completed soon for the soccer team and softball program, because those have been two teams that have, you know, been on the up and up as well. All right, I'm going to move on and I'm going to talk about a couple of football players with local interests that are transferring, not CSU guys, but just, you know, people that Ram fans or football fans in Colorado will be familiar with. And it's just kind of an interesting talking point. Before I get into that, though, got to shout out the friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. I absolutely love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends, my family, everybody has been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, especially those of us that put down money on Nikola Jokic to win the MVP. If you didn't cash in on that sweet opportunity, that's okay. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits, That's right, pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook has great odds and offers and promotions on baseball, hockey, so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. If they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. Again, that promo code DNVR when you sign up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only, wagers paid out in site credits. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Unfortunately, you know, due to the way that the scheduling has worked out, you know, and I'm sure you're familiar with this at this point, but there's obviously not going to be a Rocky Mountain showdown this fall. Even so, though, interesting to see what's happening over in Boulder. Sam Neuer, who is obviously their starting quarterback last year, has entered the transfer portal. Um, Not that shocking, just given that, you know, they have uh, JT Shroud, the Tennessee transfer 
And then Brendan Lewis, who is, you know, supposed to be their next, you know, great quarterback or whatever, the hype guy that it, all the fans are excited about. You know, the the Luke McAllister for, for CU football. It would be kind of funny, and I highly doubt that this would happen, given that, you know, CSU's already added the Boston College transfer, but how hilarious would it be if Sam Neuer transferred to CSU and he pulled a Marcus Houston? Obviously, it, that didn't work out all that great, at least in terms of Rocky Mountain Showdown success, Marcus Houston, the infamous Marcus Houston game where CSU finishes two yards short of, of winning that game in Boulder, absolutely heartbreaking. But it would be funny, I mean, you know, depth at quarterback still a little bit of a question mark for CSU behind Sateo. You do add Vilecki from Boston College, and that's obviously encouraging, but, I mean, it would be nice to add a guy with some in-game experience in Neuer. He wouldn't have to go very far in terms of moving. I mean, that's convenient, right? Nobody likes to go through that moving process. You only got to go 40, you know, 40 minutes or so down the road. On top of that, you get to, you know, still compete. And if you have a really good season, you know that you're going to be, you know, on the, the local radar and you could stunt in front of the Buffs fans. I'm just saying, I mean, he also has background as a safety defensive back. Another area where, you know, the depth is, you know, probably a, a question mark at best for CSU football. So, hey, if you could if you could convince him to, to play safety, that'd be awesome. I'd be all about it. He is a great athlete. I mean, he's a he's a pretty average throw of the football. If we're, if we're being completely honest, he's fine. Mostly an athlete, you know, guy that can run around, improvise. He's tough to bring down. He runs tough, plays physical. And it makes sense that he was a DB. I don't know. All I'm saying is that it would be funny if he transferred to CSU. I have no inside information that that could ever happen. I'm not saying it's even within the realm of possibility. All I'm saying is it, it would be really, really funny. And I'm all for that just because I want funny storylines. If we're not going to have the rivalry played out on the field between CSU football and CU football. We needed to play out in petty reasons like potentially stealing their starting quarterback from last year. Pettiness is synonymous with being a college football fan. It just goes hand in hand, you know? It, that's what makes it all fun. It's, it's fun to talk smack and talk through situations like this, even if they aren't going to play, which again sucks because... I, I understand, you know, CU's logic a little bit. They have one less non-conference game a year to schedule. You want to, you know, diversify the, the opponents that you bring on, make it more exciting for your fans. But I just think it's given the state of both of these programs, which is, you know, not the not as high as you would hope to be, not as successful as you would like to be. It's good to have a game that the entire state is interested in. This is a pro sports state. Even if, you know, CSU and CU are top 25 teams, you know, you're not going to be getting talked on on, you know, 104.3 the fan over the Broncos. I mean, it's the second round of the playoffs right now for the Avalanche and the Nuggets. And even so, you know, they're talking about training camp and quarterback battles, Bridgewater versus Locke. It is what it is. You know, Colorado is a Denver Broncos obsessed state. It is king. The Broncos haven't even made the playoffs in half a decade. They're still king. They still dominate everybody's attention 24-7. And that's why it's so good to have a game where you sell 75,000 tickets to a college football game. Now, I, I get you have the Colorado-Texas A&M game this year, and 
there'll be some intrigue there and they'll probably do decent ticket numbers given that AM fans will probably travel pretty well. But there's not going to be the same interest in that game locally as there would be in a Rocky Mountain showdown. Not even close. Shit, I mean, think about when Arkansas came to town and I, that was kind of, you know, a scheduling anomaly, but that was a big deal. SEC, te- <laughs> SEC teams, got a little tongue-tied there, don't come to Mountain West schools. That was a big deal. Even so, though, would it have been completely dwarfed by a CSU-CU game in Fort Collins? Yeah, not even close. That is the game that everyone cares about. You know, I I talk all the time about how important the border war is, and I still think that it's the most important rivalry for CSU, and that's just where I'm at. I've followed the team longer, but I get it. I mean, in terms of like visceral hatred, I think CSU fans hate CU fans more than they hate Wyoming, I think. You know, Wyoming, there's definitely a hatred there, but I also think there's a little bit of a, I don't know, just some common ground, I guess, since we're both G5 teams. We both understand, you know, the hurdles. So I, I just think there's a little bit of, yeah, we, we're kind of in this together, whereas CU, they're the Pac-12 team. They're technically a Power 5 team, even though, you know, there's a real debate about whether, you know, the Pac-12 is really a Power 5 conference. I mean, they they can't compete at the same level as, you know, the SEC and the ACC and even the Big Ten big, or in the Big 12 and the Big Ten. Like the shouldn't say even the Big Ten. It's, it's as good. Anyways, you, you know what I mean. But I just think that, you know, CSU fans look at CU fans and they just see how entitled Buffs fans are. And they feel that, you know, Buffs fans just have this sense of superiority. And I get that, you know, historically they have accomplished more you know, the, the 1990 national championship, all of that stuff. They have a Heisman winner, and, and I'm not being dismissive of any of that. CU was once a very proud football program. It has been decades since they were anywhere near that. And that's, you know, really being generous. You got to go back, like, to Gary Barnett, man. Like, and even then, you know, when they made the Big 12 championship game, they lost, like, 70-3 to to Texas. So there's an argument that they weren't, you know, even on the same level back then, but they were definitely in a better place than they're at now. It just gets old is all I'm saying. You know, I think CSU fans, they look at Buffs fans and they're like, what are you puffing your chest out about? You know, what have you done lately? But that's college football. You know, again, that's what makes it fun. The rivalry, the pettiness, the hatred, all of that stuff. It's what makes it fun. The pride. I'm all about it. So Sam Neuer transfer to CSU. I want the storyline. I think it would be hilarious. The last thing that we're going to talk about, and then I'm going to go drink my sorrows after that horrible, horrible Nuggets game. Um, Luke McCaffrey, brother of Dylan McCaffrey, obviously Christian McCaffrey and Max McCaffrey. So many McCaffreys. Anyways, he is transferring from Louisville, started at Nebraska, went to Louisville, already headed out. Starting to be kind of one of those guys where it's going to be like, are you just going to transfer all over because you want to play quarterback and you should probably be an athlete, you know, a wide receiver? We'll have to see. Interesting, you know, was not even at Louisville for a year. Will he end up at another Power 5 program? You know, I somewhere in, on the West Coast, maybe. The, I could see a Pac-12 school having some interest there, even somebody like Colorado. Or... Will he potentially drop down, join his brother and his dad at Northern Colorado? That would be really interesting. That'd be a lot of fun. 
to see, you know, what that UNC Bears team ends up looking like. UNC also landed a cow transfer, massive fullback. Um, like I'd drawn a blank on his he's a fullback. He's probably not gonna play a whole lot, but he he's a beast of a human being. Somebody uh, Brian Bell tweeted at me that the dude has a massive neck and the, the guy actually replied. He's like, yeah, it has its own zip code. Really funny stuff. But it, it would just be interesting to see a guy like, you know, Luke playing at UNC with his brother. What could they accomplish in the FCS? I've talked about it, you know, pretty frequently on this podcast before. I'm, I'm not a UNC hater. I actually very much root for UNC athletics to have success. I do think, you know, going up to Division One was a massive mistake. I think they would be better suited if they would have stayed D2 all these years. I just think they would have been more consistently competitive. Obviously, they won a, a national championship at the Division Two level. The tough part about the FCS, uh, particularly being in the big sky, is, you know, Greeley is not historically a school that invests a lot of money into athletics, but they're in a conference with a lot of teams that do. Eastern Washington, Montana, Montana State. These are all their schools that, you know, they're smaller and they recognize that, which is why they're FCS. But they're serious about their athletics. You know, they invest a lot of money. These are teams that are consistently in the FCS championships. And then it's like UNC Greeley, which, you know, is, you know, prided on being a little bit more affordable option, especially for in-state kids. It's just kind of a, it's a tough situation. You don't have the athletic, um, facilities you don't have the you know financial backing obviously you don't have the fan support you know montana those games sell out my buddy henry chisholm he covers the the buffs for us you know he talks about all the time how fun it is to go to grizz games i can't wait to go to a montana game with him sometime you know are are people saying that about unc not not really you know it's just it's not a school that predominantly prides itself on on athletics they do have some juice going on the on the basketball side they and they've been a pretty good basketball program consistently for the last 10 15 years up and down a little bit but overall pretty solid landing eddie mccaffrey a guy who obviously you know longtime broncos player multi-super bowl winner then he did broncos radio forever and and then coach valor christian high school that was a big deal i mean that was a really big pr win for unc that was the most anybody had talked about unc football at all in the last five years. Now, will he have success? I'm not sure, but if he could get his kids there, that's a good start. I mean, you're you're already getting some transfers, you know, working your way. The fact that he has those Valor Connects is definitely going to be big for him on a recruiting side. You might be able to to sway some more kids staying in state, but I mean, it could be a situation with like Deion Sanders. He got both of his kids to follow him to Jackson State. Those were kids, you know, with Power 5 offers, I think they ended up going to FAU when Lane Kiffin was coaching there. But, you know, that's that'd be a big win. It'd be a big win for UNC. It'd be a big win for McCaffrey. And it's just something to keep an eye on. I, I still think Luke will probably end up at a Power 5 program or at least an FBS program. But it's intriguing. It's something to keep an eye on. And I'll, I'll definitely be rooting for it to happen. Or, I mean, shoot, come to CSU <laughs> again like Sam Neuer. Why not? You could be right down the road, still see your dad and brother go, you know, meet at, at Johnson Corner for a cinnamon roll. It would work perfectly, right? Anyways, that's all we have for today's podcast. We're going to talk football recruiting uh, a little bit more seriously, focus on CSU specifically in the coming days. Also going to have Ryan Edwards 
850 KOA on the pod, a CSU alum. Looking forward to that one. Make sure that you keep up with all the written content, have updates on all the recruiting stuff throughout the summer. We'll start previewing the football season real soon here. Cannot get here soon enough. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be.